your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Today for the question is from Jim. Says, how do you train a horse to tie? Or maybe a better way to ask it is, how do you know when a young horse is ready to tie up for the first time? Uh, and then we also had another request to talk about using cross ties. So the thing about tying up a horse, if they are truly halter broke, you can just tie them right up and not have any problems. Uh, all of these things we're always talking about, you know, getting their, getting their minds right, getting them normal in their minds, getting a horse where he's mentally where he's supposed to be at. Most horses are not in that spot, right? So that's a very large part of it too. And we could talk for probably six months during this podcast, uh, without even sleeping and still not cover, you know, all the little pieces that could go into getting that horse's mind right. But a couple examples are he's not buddy sour. He can walk, trot and lope on a loose rein. Uh, he stands still to be mounted. His feet are really, really loose. It's easy to get him to free up, to easily get him to yield his shoulders to lunge. He can easily back up from the ground and under saddle. See, the better you get their feet loose, the better they're, or the more loose they'll be in their body, and therefore the more loose they'll be in their mind. Uh, so the list would go on and on as far as getting that mental soundness. But you wouldn't really want to tie up a horse until he was you know, mentally sound. And you say, well, how do you know when he's mentally sound? Well, you know, the things I just described when he's good at that kind of stuff, that's a good indicator. Uh, so that's a big part of it. Now we'll kind of move on to a little more, you know, a little more directly. So uh, one of the best prerequisites to do before tying up a horse is you imagine you're walking and you're leading your horse and whether he's behind you or up by your shoulder or whatever, if you just start to raise your arm up and forward to where you basically just put a couple ounces of pull, of forward pull on that lead rope, what that's going to do is it's going to just barely put a little bit of pressure on his pole up there just behind his ears. And the instant that that one or two ounces of pressure is applied that horse should jump forward not three seconds later he shouldn't brace up in his feet and raise his head and then speed up he should jump up off of that halter pressure so a truly halter broke horse is one that consistently lightly instantly gives to halter pressure in the right kind of way 11 out of 10 times and when we say instantly and lightly, we mean under one second and no more than two or three ounces of pressure. 
you can get him to lunge, you can get him to back up, you can get him to jump forward uh, when you do tighten up that rope. So see, it's all about teaching them, hey, when you feel pressure on your face, loosen up in your feet. And you get them really, really sure about that. So normally, when a horse pulls back, it's because they brace up in their hind end. So when you teach that horse, for example, hey, when you feel the halter pulling your face over to the left, you need to step your hind end to the right. That's like, you know, disengaging their hind end. Uh, when you get that working where it only takes an ounce, that's going to help a whole, whole lot because, see, now what you've done is you've taught that horse, hey, when you feel pressure on your face, loosen up in your feet. Don't lock down and brace and fight in your feet, which is what they do when they pull back. So we'll be getting them really good at all of that kind of stuff. And then on the Buckaroo Crew, and for those of you that might be listening for the first time, if you don't know the Buckaroo Crew, uh, it's buckaroocrew.com. It's an online membership website where we have all these videos. But one of the videos in there is a video of teaching a horse to jump forward. Excuse me. To jump forward up off up off of that halter pressure like we were talking about a little bit ago we actually just leave to left a clinic and the lady said yeah my horse is really good at giving a halter pressure i don't understand why he still pulls back sometime so and then she said see watch he'll lead up and she goes out there and she's leading him around he's about five feet behind her so she takes the slack out of the rope and she pulls with you know a couple pounds and he doesn't really do anything. So then she pulls a little harder, and then she clicks. And he speeds up a little bit, so now he's three feet behind her. And then she pulls really hard and smooches real hard, and then finally, he finally, weighing 20 pounds, rolls into a trot and kind of trot up, trots up past her. Uh, so I put that into context for him. So we spent about 10 minutes getting him to where he was way better at that. I said, there, do you see now how, relatively speaking, he really did not lead up very good at all? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, I see now. Um, so, you know, be particular. You want it to be instantaneous. Uh, a few other things about tying up a horse. The higher you can tie the rope, the better. Like, the safest way to tie up a horse is imagine, like, tying him up underneath a tree limb to where the rope comes down from his chin about a foot and then makes a U-turn and goes straight up to that branch above his head. The worst way you could tie a horse is imagine tying him to a panel and tying the rope around the part of the panel that's only like four feet off the ground. So the higher the knot, the better. Uh, if you if you can, you want to try to avoid even owning a halter that has any kind of metal hardware, any metal buckle, metal snaps, any of that. Because if a horse does pull back, generally they can break those pretty easily. And a lot of the times when they do it once, if they feel like they need to get away or get freedom of their feet, they will just keep on doing it. You notice the key word there I said is if he felt like he needed to get freedom in his feet. So if he felt like he needed to. So, you know, if a horse is pulling back, there's a reason for it. So find out what that reason is. You know, it could be because he's really buddy sour or gate sour or barn sour. So he's breaking away to get back to some sp specific spot. So if you work him really hard around that specific spot and then tie him to the trailer and let him rest, 
untie him, take him over there, work him really hard, tie him to the trailer. See, that's going to get it to where he actually wants to be tied at the trailer. But generally, it's not that. Generally, it's because they're not actually halter broke. A lot of people, to them, a halter broke horse is one where you put a halter on him and he kind of follows you around. And uh, maybe you can lunge him and back him up maybe a little bit, but that's about it. you got to get him truly halter broke. Uh, so, oh, right, and then the thing about cross ties. Basically, the exact same thing of everything we've just said. If you take a horse that's not good at standing still to be groomed, always has all this excess movement when you're around him on the ground, picking out his feet, grooming him, um, maybe he's only good at standing still while being on a halter like, you know, 60% of the time. All of those things are signs that say, you know, do not tie up this horse especially in cross ties, because cross ties can find them even more. So everything we just talked about, even more so to put them in cross ties. Uh, where people normally get in a wreck is they, it, it really, a lot of times it doesn't have a whole lot to do with, uh, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with, oh, he just, he's not good at being in the cross ties. It's more like you're taking this horse who, doesn't know how to relax and stand still, doesn't, is real spooky, is real, runs all up over the top of people. You're taking a horse that you have no control of on the ground, no control of his thoughts, his emotions, his feet, and then you put that in cross ties. You're all, you're, you know, you're basically just asking for a blow up. So get your horse really, really good where everything you want him to do through groundwork weighs like no more than an ounce and you can get him to move his shoulders, move his hind back up, come forward, uh, back up really, really fast, come forward very, very fast, real lightly. So those are the kind of things you want to think about. Uh, now, uh, one thing a lot of people will do and pretty much all of them swear by it. I mean, it does work. Um, I've never, I've never done this with one. I've always tried to find a different way to do it that maybe doesn't just do it in such a way that says, well, I know you're going to pull back, but here you go. Have at it. Have, have fun figuring this out. Right. I, I like to try to break it down and kind of, you know, not just throw all of, all of this at them at once. But the one, one thing you can do is you take like a, like a lariat rope, like a catch rope, like they use for roping calves or whatever. And, uh, you tie, you tie the tail end of that to the same place you tie the lead rope. And then you let the loop part of it that would like catch the calf around the neck. You let the loop part of it go through the halter at his muzzle, uh, like under his jaw there. And then just basically down his neck and then around his body, like where the cinch would be on the saddle. So you put the big loop where it'd be around his cinch and you make that rope like like an inch shorter than the uh or may or maybe a few inches shorter than the the slack in the lead rope so when he goes to sit back before he hits the end of that lead rope and pulls on his face 
that rope will tighten around his body and it'll really squeeze his belly like really tight. And the, the harder he pulls back, the, the tighter it would squeeze it. And then he'll very quickly figure out that pulling back is like really, really uncomfortable. Uh, so if you do go that route, that's not what I would recommend doing, but if you did go that route, that would probably be the kind of thing where you would need to stand there and maybe have a sharp knife on standby in case something weird did happen. You could just cut the rope or whatever. But uh, a lot of people have done that. Now, something that may be even a little better than that deal is, you know, those blocker tie rings. It's like the ring that allows the rope to slide. A lot of people have had luck with those. Usually the downside of those are is they get to where they don't really pull back, but they figure out that that rope will give and they just pull all of the rope through the tie ring until the point to where they're walking around loose, eating grass or whatever. And you can adjust those and wrap them in certain ways to where they add more and more resistance. So I think the way those rings work is it would make sense to me. You would, uh, you would start off just making one wrap through that ring. So the rope would slide very easily. And then, you know, after a few more sessions, you would make it have a little bit more resistance and then a little more and a little more. So, uh, you know, the biggest reason people worry about tying up a horse is because they hurt themselves. So a, uh, a really safe way to do it, if you're not sure, is for the first couple weeks when you tie them up, even if you have to construct something, find a way to tie them up the first couple weeks to where the rope goes real up high, like the example of the tree branch we were talking about. Um, even if you have to go to Lowe's or something and get a big tall post and cement it into the ground and then hang a, like a, like a dead man T post out from that, where you have something to tie up above, you know, even if you had to do all that, it would, it would be totally worth it, you know, uh, especially to save from teaching your horse a bad habit of breaking free if you're using a halter with metal buckles or something like that. So just as everything else, uh, I figured this would be like one of those five-minute podcasts, and it looks like we're up to almost 15 minutes now. But just as everything else, uh, you know, there's always a lot of elements that go into it. One of the biggest ones is the mind frame of the horse. Probably the second biggest one is that he jumps right up off of that that pole pressure when you pull forward on the halter. Uh, this this last clinic we were at, another thing we did with that one lady's horse I was talking about is I'd stand in front of him, and then real suddenly and pretty firmly, I would all of a sudden pull really hard forward on that rope. And like the first three times, he threw up his head and he pulled back and he even reared up a couple times, and I just kind of wrapped it halfway around my hip to where I could keep the pressure on his face as he did all that. Then I just held, and then after he did the big dramatic part, he walked forward. And the instant he took a step forward, I released. And we did that like 10, probably 10 or 15 times. And he got to where you could suddenly and very firmly, like just almost like jerk that lead rope forward pretty firmly. And um, when he would feel that halter kind of hit the top of his pole, instead of throwing up his head, running backwards and rearing up, he would just step forward. He got to where it, we kind of desensitized him to the feeling of that. 
so it wasn't making them be so reactive. So that's probably a good thing to do too, you know. And then the the end of the story was we tied him out to the trailer and we even kind of did some stuff. We moved him around and stuff as he was tied back, making sure he wouldn't allow that rope to get tight. And he didn't. He didn't pull back, and you know everything was good. So uh, that's another thing that would probably be good to do too. Getting a horse really good at lowering his head when you pull down on the lead rope. That's just another way to say, hey, when you feel this pressure, relax and turn loose in your body. Don't tighten and brace in your body, right? So all of those things are really good things to do. Uh, but the uh, the moral of the story is, is if a horse is truly halter broke, he's going to be wonderful at all of these things. And then if that truly is the case, you can tie him up and you will never have a single problem. <laughs> You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 